Yo, what's going on guys? Jay Charles here on the hashtag Ask Jay Charles Show. We are here today in the Perform First Gym with Ram and Glenn Tillman. They are the owners of some martial arts studios. You know, introduce yourselves, tell yourselves. All right, yeah, my name is uh, Glenn Tillman. Um, I'm the owner of Alamo City Kung Fu Association. And um, uh, we've been here probably about nine years now. June's gonna make nine years. Nice. And uh, my name is Ram DePena and I'm the owner operator for Studio Martial Arts. And I got my start under Glenn Tillman here. Nice, yeah. nice. Mm. So, um, quick info. So, I knew Glenn, you know, back then. I took his first class at Palo Alto College when he was doing like a little um, self-defense class. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like, what, 2012? 2012. Yeah. So my, first, my first class. It was yeah. literally his first class, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always joke about this, but whenever he... Uh, he, he kind of lined us up and he was like, all right, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this class? A lot mm-hmm. of people were like, oh, you know, I want to learn self-defense. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to defend myself. And I told him, I was like, to be completely honest, I just needed an extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> and right there, he was going to be trouble. Ultimate mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. red flag. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's how I connected with him. How did y'all meet? Oh, I, uh, I met Glenn because Glenn was a student of our former teacher. And uh, we, w- I walked in uh, to learn some martial arts lessons. I had gotten into a little bit of a scuffle with somebody, and I was—I'm uh, about the same weight I was back then, uh, but I lost a lot of weight since I started martial arts and came back up. But I was very built, and really? uh, yeah, and I—I uh, I realized that muscle wasn't enough when exactly. I got in that scuffle, and so I wanted to learn some self-defense. And I remember seeing the promotional video and Glenn was on yeah. it. And I specifically remember Glenn's punches because I didn't realize people could move that fast. <laughs> and, and so, and so uh, I went in and uh, I Glenn was there that day, which was pretty rare that you were, because you would only come in maybe once a week. Yeah, at the yeah, time, at the I was, time yeah. I in the uh, military, so uh, at that time I was coming about once a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so. It was fate. We were supposed to meet. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and I walk in, and I, I'm, of course, all starry-eyed, and I want to learn this so bad. And uh, Glenn comes up. He approaches me first, and we sit down for a second. And uh, and I ask him how long he's been doing it, and he says he's been doing it for 13 years. And I'm uh, naturally, that's, like, really great yeah. to somebody who just walks oh, in. Yeah. Yeah, that was May 1st, 2008. Nice. Yeah, nice. when we met. So, Glenn, let's talk a little bit about before you started this. You know, where did you learn, you know, well, martial arts? Well, you know, growing up, I grew up in a little town in Mississippi. Didn't have any martial arts, so I, <laughs> you know, watching the kung fu theater and everything. So I said, man, when I when I grow up, I'm going to do uh, martial arts and whatnot. So I joined the Air Force back in uh, 1984 and nice. got stationed in Okinawa, Japan, and that's where I got my start in martial arts. So I started off studying. It's funny, being in Okinawa, I was studying American Kempo Karate, <laughs> and also studied Aikido there, so that's where I got my start, and I've been going strong uh, since then, so it's been about, you know, I'm almost 56 now, so almost about 35 years I've wow. been doing martial arts, and uh, I've been doing Wing Chun um, uh, since probably about 1993, early 90s there. Nice. So that's why I got my start, you know. Nice, it's just nice. part of my life right now. So. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, so was Glenn your teacher was here uh, he's been one of my mentors for a long okay. time as far as a specific main teacher not when I started okay. no but right now what we have is uh, 
I've always looked up to Glenn because anytime I'm in trouble, I call him. <laughs> you know, I, I, and by trouble, I mean, uh, you know, I look up to Glenn because he's done a great job with not only how he treats people, but how he listens. Oh, yeah. And also, I very much admire his relationship with his wife, Tamoyle, who are, we're all good friends. And I very much want to see that with myself and my fiance. Nice. So I always call Glenn for guidance on yeah, things exactly. like that. So he's always been my my moral mentor. Yeah. I call him if I if ever feel that I, I don't know what to do with yeah. something. So that's always been something great. And then we always train together. So nice. yeah. That's, yeah, that's something you always need. Mm. You know, you need that mentor to basically help you, you know, through mm -hmm. your times of need yeah um so let's talk about the business so mm -hmm. what is your business called again a uh, studio martial arts now when did yeah. you start that one i started that five years ago this last august nice nice yeah. so tell me about it man like when you first started what were the expectations like? Were you nervous, scared? You oh know, like, gosh, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh God, give, give me the story. Give okay. me the All right. So, um, well, basically, uh, let's just say I'm very glad I have this guy because because uh, <laughs> uh, it was stress, and I was on the phone with him multiple times a week yeah. because he he. I started off with him here. I started teaching uh, children's classes, and I would help him with uh, his adult classes too. Uh, but uh, the children's classes was something I really wanted to figure out. And uh, I had never been professionally trained to teach children yeah. or at professionally trained to teach adults, really. We just kind of, I, I very much picked up on it and I really liked it. And so uh, uh, Glenn gave me the opportunity to start teaching kids. And I started teaching kids here. And then I started teaching adults at a dance studio space uh, that I found uh, after I talked to one of my other mentors and he just said, just go out there and look for something. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Craigslist. <laughs> and so I looked for Craigslist and I found something right across the street from me, wow. which was really lucky. And yeah. I, I called the guy, his name was Abdul, really nice guy. And uh, as soon as uh, the dance studio, the, they were done clog dancing, because I'd walk in and they were all doing Irish <laughs> clog dancing. <laughs> and, uh, and so as soon as the clog dancing was done, uh, we started training and I had a small group of adults and then it became time to really take the big plunge. Yeah. Really take the big plunge. And I needed a brick and mortar. Brick and mortar, because yeah. I was driving from one side of town to the north side of town. So I did uh, I did my business plan. I got the projections. I, I looked specifically for all of the demographics in San Antonio where the highest ones were. Yeah. And I looked uh, for something that I could. I got, I was very fortunate to get some financial backing nice. to start, which was really, really fantastic. And, um, and uh, it was really learning how to negotiate leases, learning exactly. how to create quality programs, all the things that nobody really yeah. ever teaches you. No one you. teaches you. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know. Exactly, man, exactly. Yeah, and so it was, uh, it was a lot of research now, at first. Was it hard to, I mean, I guess because I'm not from that world, that background, yeah. in martial arts and stuff like that. Is there a big market for that? Is it here oh, in yeah. San Antonio? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah really? There's a, the funny thing about San Antonio, and this is something I only found out by doing martial arts, and Glenn's very well connected to a lot of different martial artists in town. Like, you know, we have 
um, Aikido, we have uh, Jiu-Jitsu, we have uh, what is we have Eskrima, we have Salat, we have a lot of different things. And then they have all the Asian festivals in town. Yeah, yeah. a lot of them where people demonstrate. So the China, the the martial arts culture is pretty dense here. Oh yeah, you know, which is cool. But the thing is that I I. There was an example that I had with the place that I found that I moved into. There was a gentleman who was in there. His name, I, I you know, just for anonymity, but he was in there uh, before I was. He had yep. a he had a karate school, I think, and uh, and I actually tracked him down before I went in and started negotiating for the lease because I wanted to know why. Yeah. why he didn't stay exactly and he and he said he couldn't make it work and you know whenever somebody and I'll never forget this I, he had another gentleman sitting with him and he was a Tai Chi teacher and he looked at me and he was asking me about the place and and this is what really kind of motivates me he looked at me and I told and he was asking so what's the rent what's this and I was telling him what I've gotten from the lease and he he said, listen, if that's what it is, you're not going to make it. And he oh. looked at me dead serious wow. in the face. <laughs> and you're not going to make Damn. it. And in my head, and I'm always very cordial, but in my head, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll show I'll you. Prove you wrong. Yeah, I'll prove you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and then that's when everything got the ball rolling. But there's a lot of, the business element has to really be there yeah. or else that's going to happen. You're not going to make it exactly. with that. And I am just very... I will hit my head against the wall as many times until I can figure out how to get through it, around it. Now, or did you have it. a background in business or no? Uh, I did uh, my master's degree in accounting. Okay, nice. Yeah, which was something, and then naturally with that comes the core business. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, and then my family is a series of entrepreneurs throughout awesome. my mom's side. And my dad is a big time entrepreneur so you too. Had a lot of brains to pick, basically. Uh, well, I, you know the thing is, uh, it, my uh, uh, <laughs> my mom's side of the family is a little tricky. So never mind. <laughs> you know, I uh, they I remember a couple of family members being like. I don't think you can make a living out of that, dude. <laughs> I remember a couple of those. <laughs> so that's fun. But but when they started seeing things come together, then I had their support. Yeah, you know, that's typically yeah. how it happens. Yeah. You know, people are going to doubt you at first, mm -hmm. and when they start seeing you rolling, right. okay, cool, yeah, I yeah. got you, I'll support you now. Exactly. Um, but ultimately, do you ever, do you feel like you just got to throw yourself into it, no matter what, you want to do this? You know, yeah, you know, you got you to do the research first, but yeah. ultimately, you just got to take that plunge you know it always comes down to the plunge yeah always 100%. you you always got to be the thing that I found is it, you're always hesitant but you have to you what's the what's the saying uh, it's uh, it's the you always have to at least know what the minimal risk that you can do yes. is you know what i mean and yep. go for it and if you want to take a big one it has to be manageable yeah you can't just jump into big old risks without thinking about it, without planning it without anything because that's when you can get really hit it's fun. yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 When you sign a long -term lease oh yeah stuck, so. oh yeah and then yep. there's and, and leases are just a whole 
a whole animal in themselves. <laughs> There's an art yeah, to I've doing heard, that. I've talked to Glenn yeah. about that too, about mm. the negotiations and oh, all yeah, this you stuff. Gotta have yeah, man. <laughs> you got to be, be willing to walk away yeah. or at least make them feel like you're willing yeah. to walk away. <laughs> That's right. You got some great stories about that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I really, you've told me a couple of them where I'm like, wow, you got away with that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how are you, uh, as of right now, how have you been marketing for it? Ooh. How much time you got? <laughs> because, uh, let's see, uh, oh gosh, let's see. Uh, well, I wish I was a marketing king. It's all it's all learning. Uh, not a lot of social. No, we do a lot of uh, ground level things. We go to uh, every single week. I have a lot of time to plan out what kinds of marketings we're going to be able to do. We always have things going on at the school. We have a special event maybe once a week or once every two weeks. I at the beginning of the year, I always am texting Glenn, "Hey, when when do you want to come and do a seminar? What nice. months?" And uh, we, I plan the year out. I have a year long marketing plan. Nice. And we try to do as much as we can within our marketing budget for that month. Yeah. And uh, we have to make sure we know what the biggest rate of uh, return on investments are going to yeah. be. And so uh, the best things that we do are public events awesome. and follow-up. We follow up with, uh, we go out to the public events, we have our booth. We uh, give out prizes, we collect information, we call them that very same day, we, uh, we schedule their appointments at the venue, and then we call them back, and then we follow up, and we uh, get as many in as we can, and then we do our conferences there. That's one. Uh, we do uh, flyers all over the place. We have flyers in probably about 70 area places around our area, which is <laughs> yeah. cool. And we, um, we go to a lot of movie promotions. Uh, I've, I've seen that before. Yes. I've actually one person that I had a podcast with told me that he saw a martial arts mm -hmm. people and he took his son. They were at the movies, you know. They yeah. were doing a little wheel and oh, you win a free class. That was probably us. That was probably us. Yeah. Probably yeah. Us. yeah. <laughs> he, took, he took his son and he's like, yeah, you know, now I have my son enrolled there. Yeah. What's that, do you know his name? Um, What's his name? Well, I don't know his son's name, but yeah. his name is Michael Martinez. My, oh, it's probably somebody else. Yeah, yeah. we don't have a. We our school is not is not big enough yet to where we forget everybody's names. Right. We have a pretty good relationship right. with everybody, so unfortunately that wasn't us. But, that's but they're doing the right thing. That, Those yeah. people are doing the right thing, yeah. <laughs> how do you even get into the movie theaters to do stuff like that? I don't, do you just call them up? Or uh, I don't yeah. understand that. Yeah, there's a, there's a, they have a national company. Most movie theaters, because the way the movie theaters work is the movie theater is its own individual business. They make their money primarily on concessions. Okay. And the, the major companies that distribute the motion pictures they have to they go to the theaters and they say we have this motion picture and naturally that's part of the business that's a draw so yeah. they get to pick uh, the movie theaters get to kind of pick how many screens and everything but they get the movie so we call the distribution company and okay. we say we would like to market for yeah. the weekend of X and they're like okay we can do that because they have the agreements with the movie theaters exactly. themselves yeah and so and then but we've gone so many times everybody already knows us, you know like we know all them I there's one guy who's got always he's wearing the Game of Thrones hand of the king and I call him my lord hand <laughs> every time like we know each other so well it's great you know it's pretty cool that'd be something to get into I'm just I'm sorry I'm trying to pick your brain oh, go for it keep it keep it up man. that's cool so let's talk about Glenn now yeah so Glenn when you first started when was this gym started what uh, 2010 so I, knew, I knew I always wanted to teach martial arts uh, course being in the military yeah I didn't have to, you know that was my commitment then so I retired from the Air Force back in 
2005, then I went back to college. Went back to college, uh, went to Northwest Vista, then I, um, after that, uh, UTSA graduated in 2010 and opened my uh, school the same month that I graduated. Wow. So, um, nice. And so, when you first started, though, how was it? Like, was it was it pretty tough or no? Getting you know, people you know, in the door. I was a little bit different because, um, you know, I still had my retirement and whatnot, so. You know, I, I went, I'm kind of like a smaller scale martial arts school. Um, so um, what I did, I did my homework and my wife and I sit down financially. We want to make sure that, you know, everything is always a risk. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that um, if we got here, we made zero dollars, we can still pay the rent yeah. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. so, so it wasn't, you know, after doing that, you know, it wasn't that much pressure on us. So, yeah. but, um, you know, that's why, you know, it was a big help having Ram come over to help me teach and, and uh, get in the kids program. But uh, I always, you know, I look at Ram, you know, he's just that, that sparking energy. <laughs> so, you know, when I was young, I was that same way. So, you know, so it was always, um, Ram was adamant about staying here early on. But mm -hmm. I said, no, Ram, I said, you know, we're going to get you out. This is just a stopping point for yeah. you. We're going to get you out on your own. Because you know, you're going to do great things. And he has, he can talk about that later, but he has done great things. I'm very proud of him. Very successful. But uh, the, the business here is going good, though. You know, I always wanted, I want to have a martial arts school. I also do massage therapy. I've been doing massage therapy guys, since about 2004. But I want a place where people can come. They can do massage therapy. Yeah. You know, they can do uh, martial arts. They can learn self-defense. You know, they can get with perform first and have... <laughs> <laughs> You know, personal fitness trainer. So I wanted to kind of one-stop shop. One-stop uh, shop for everything. But I don't want to do everything. Yeah, exactly. But I want to surround myself by good people like yourself. Yeah. That, that can do these things. And um, and I also want to, uh, I'm really big about helping people. So I also want to to provide a spot where people like yourself, yeah. Ram can come in. Because um, it's so hard to get started. Exactly. By yourself. So you guys come, when you guys come in here, it's my goal for you, like even you at Perform First to come in here. But not stay here. You're gonna do. Yeah. Great. You're gonna go on to do greater, greater things. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so I look at this place as a you know place where people can come and, and get a lot of services, and also the uh, the people providing those services can also grow. Exactly. And, uh, and get mentorship also. Mm -hmm. Cool. Man. cool. Mm -hmm. Now, when you um, so when you first started getting people in the door, was that really tough for you or no? It wasn't too tough for me. How, how did how did you go about that? I just word of mouth is what I did. Really? You know? Okay. Um, like, did you kind of reach out to your, some of your contacts from the place that you were at before? Well, I didn't. I didn't solicit people. But well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah you I, know, I would never do that. <laughs> but a lot of people knew, um, you know, knew that I would be opening up, you know, my school. And there's people. I had a lot of people who had trained other places before and had stopped training when I opened up my school. They said, "Hey, I want to start back." So. Um, so a lot of people that I knew started with. Mm -hmm. so. Do you feel like word of mouth has been the best bet for y'all? No? I would. Uh, oh. Not for, for, for mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. um, for my goals, word of mouth is fine for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what Rams goes, I don't think word of mouth is good for you. I think you need <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> not, no, I gotta, yeah, us, it's been the, the, the events going out publicly Please. and uh, internet Please. has been really great. Uh, referral wise, 
You know, we don't get them as often as I would like. Uh, the, the research I've done says that when you get to about 250, 300 students, you can transition to referrals and that'll be your main thing, yeah. basically. You can do that because you have the enough, but uh, but it's been primarily just internet and then and going out there and doing the public events. Yeah, nice. those have been the, been the big things. We, we did get one referral this week, though, because we keep track of them very well. So we keep track of everybody nice. that has referred. We we ask them, we call, we, uh, whenever they come in and sign in, they have to write in how they found us. Whenever we're, they call us on the phone, we ask them how they found us. So exactly. We, so we're usually pretty spot on with that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I would say a lot of people that find me now today here, um, just through the website, you know, they're just they're doing Google search mm -hmm. looking for self-defense and martial arts. And, um, and that's how I get a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of people right now also. Now, um, Ram, did you ever toy with uh, Google AdWords? Yeah, yeah, for a long time. In fact, we want to go back on to Google AdWords because the problem was at first, you know, uh, when I say take the plunge, uh, I've taken a lot of plunges where I didn't think about it and I didn't plan it. And uh, it's just my nature. I, 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 can't, I can't sit still. So, um, so, but uh, we're... I mean, at the same time, though, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm glad that you... The, from where I hear it, yes. you're not looking at it as a failure, yeah. you know, because you're learning from everything. Right. You know, it's all an experience, so that's cool. Yes. I like that. You know, a lot of times they people, yeah, of course you you got to be speedy, you got to be quick, you know, right. you jump into it, and then yeah, you might, you know, a lot of fallout, you know, over the right. next like few months, but at least you learned what not to do, what to do, you know, experiences mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So that's that's the cool thing about I that. Think the trick too is knowing when to get out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh, sure. yeah. Try something new. Exactly. You know, the trick is giving it enough time to work. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, you gotta, you gotta look, for, you gotta pay attention first, and naturally that research comes in. That everything that yeah. you look at, and you really have to pay attention as you go because if there's a big red flag, you need to make sure you adapt to it quickly, and then you're gonna fumble around. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's a part of learning and experience is fumbling around. There's a really good line in Avengers where. Uh, where Loki walks forward and Thanos uh, is there and he goes, listen, if you need somebody with experience oh, yeah. who's been to Earth, I can be here. And <laughs> Thanos looks at him and he says, you call failure experience? And Loki says, no, I call experience experience. Yep. And, and that's true. It's, it's absolutely true. right. I think they nailed it right on the head. You know, so, um, so I try to think of it that way. Experience is experience and you never really know everything. So you got to give yourself some leeway with that. And that's always been my hardest oh, thing. Yeah. And he knows that. I'm usually very hard on myself, you it's know. Always, yeah. <laughs> yeah, always, always is the right way. Yeah. So I know, I know, Glenn. I kind of already have an idea of what mm -hmm. Glenn's vision for the rest of this, you know, business right. is. I know you're kind of relaxing now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, but where do you see your business going? Uh, constantly growing, really. Um, now, do you do yeah. you see like multiple spots or? Eventually, yes, but uh, there's a certain number I really want to hit before I do that. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always uh, thinking about that. Um, the big thing is, uh, I I do what I do for multiple reasons, and uh, a lot of them are selfish, indeed. But uh, there's a lot that I really want to do. Uh, I'm about to get married. I want to be able to provide for my yeah, fiance. Absolutely. We have we have plans, and I want to. I mean, we want to have kids, and then there's that. But the big thing I want for my school itself is I really want it to be an A plus school, as in financial, 
culturally speaking. Now, culturally mm -hmm. speaking would go before the financial because you can't have the financial without the culture. You can't do, it, it's gotta be a balance act. And I, I really want to see, um, I really just wanna create this culture because he was just talking about wanting a place for people to come to. That's my same mindset because you know uh, he and I have both had experiences where the place that you are training in martial arts is not the place that most people want to go to. You know, we've had that experience. Really? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you know, there's so many there's so many egos that can right. can really foul up a uh, a culture, and it's really harsh. Yeah, I think we know. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you, yeah. you know, you want a place where you can yeah. you can walk in uh, after a hard day's work or a long week, uh -huh. train hard, feel good. Yeah, you feel comfortable there feel too. Feel very comfortable and leave. No like one intimidating. You. No right. one. Right. And and it's our responsibility in a lot of ways because yeah. because really, I mean, uh, think about it. Uh, people on a regular day don't have time to do things, regular exactly. things, and they're coming to us with their free time. And if they come to us with their free time and our culture is shot and exactly. bad, and they're not, they're, they're, you're not gonna keep that See, that's, person. That's why I like that you said yeah. that, man. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what I try to do here. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a small spot, mm -hmm. but you know, we try to not make it intimidating. We try to say, hey, we're open to anyone. Because mm -hmm. I do know other gyms out there and they do a great job, don't get me wrong, like they're killing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But you know, their target market is so niche, like, mm -hmm. and it's so aggressive at their gyms to where not everyone's gonna wanna go there. Like mm -hmm. they're gonna right. be intimidated and stuff. And, you know, so that's why we tried to make something here where it's like, hey, you know, always have a smile on our face. You know, in our mm -hmm. pictures, we're always smiling. You know, anything that promotes the actual gym, the business, mm -hmm. it's always positive. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. now my personal brand, that might be a little different, you know. I don't know if you've seen my, my Instagram, but, you know, it's all about motivating, hustling, mm -hmm. you know, getting people to do stuff. And I do cuss a lot in my videos and that's that's just authentic. That's mm -hmm. me. But, um, yeah, I mean. I've, like I said, I've been to places where it's just, you know, it just doesn't feel comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not a great experience. And, right. you know, mm -hmm. ultimately all of us, you know, we are in the, uh, the service industry, mm -hmm. you know, have right. to provide service to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of course, there's some people that you don't want in your location that you can kind of say like, ah, these people aren't really a great fit here, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I know we've, we've had that talk before. Oh, absolutely. oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and you have to, you have to do that. You have yeah. to have. Uh, your boundaries, what you're gonna right. do with your culture, because I'm, it can really be bad. I've had, uh, I've had a student that, and he, he and I have had conversations about it. But the mother was a royal terror. Really? You know, the student was was good, but the mom, the mom was, was would just... cause so much trouble. You know, <laughs> and when the thing is, the instructors would be in there, and they'd be worried about the mother more than thinking about classes because wow. of this. And so, you know, those sorts of things do happen, and they do affect everybody. So it's really hard. You know, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough, and you get them. You really do get them. You know. Um, and you even get students like that. You know, yeah, students we, especially. We yeah. have a student who, you know, who comes to class and, and um, they don't get along with any of the other students. Mm -hmm. You know, you may lose, you know, you yeah. may lose ten students because it's one person. So you have to mm -hmm. learn how to deal with that person. Yeah. Either change. My goal is to change them, make yeah. them a better person. But um, I always feel that if a student comes here, I'll, I'll bring anyone in. Yeah. And um, either they're gonna change, and, and you know. Or they're gonna be pressured. They're gonna end up leaving mm -hmm. and whatnot. So that's true. That's you, true. You can't have yeah. uh, one person disrupting the whole environment. Exactly. But my goal is not to have them leave. My goal is to make them a better person. That's so right. To have them stay around. So nice. Mm -hmm. nice. 
So, um, Ram, how many uh, how many uh, instructors do you have over there? Right now, we have we have myself. We have four. Four. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's fun, and we have a lot of assistance and training, which is good. That's good. Yeah. So, what do y'all? Uh, what kind of classes? What do y'all teach there? Ooh. Uh, well. At the base, it's funny because we're a martial arts school, right? And we teach, the, for the martial art, we teach the Wing Chun Kung Fu along with, uh, we teach, uh, we've put in a lot of different kinds of striking elements that we've I've collected from other places like Muay Thai. Uh, we've put in grappling from jiu-jitsu. We've put in a couple of throws from That's judo. Cool, man. So you're kind of just making it all. We've mixed it up a lot because yeah. uh, classical Wing Chun alone is very difficult to apply solely yep. by itself. And you really have to train. It's just something I found. I mean, I love Wing Chun. Ask, ask this guy right here. I love it. I, <laughs> I am willing to do almost anything to learn Wing Chun. I love it to death. Yeah. But the thing was, I was... I was, uh, the kids were having a lot of trouble picking it up and because it's a very, it can be a very advanced form of martial arts. And I made sure that it wasn't our teaching because I was, uh, we were trying to teach it, we yeah. were trying to apply it, but they needed something a little bit more. And so I had to do this because they were going to get mauled, you know, <laughs> they, I didn't want, like, you know, the worst feeling in the world is like, okay, uh, here's your thing. Go try it, and then, <laughs> you know, tooth is gone, or you know, black eye, and it's because, well, I did what you told me to. Like, imagine, and it's just horrible. So, we mixed it up a lot, and we do a lot of sparring for our higher up classes, and uh, so we teach that with the sparring. But to really hammer in what we teach is we really do focus on teaching leadership and life skills over everything. That's awesome. That's, yeah. That's cool. That's the, yeah, that's the, the core. Awesome kids program. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I want to take a little turn. Yeah, so, go for it, man. When y'all, you know, doing your business and everything like that, mm. were there ever any times when you kind of doubted yourself? <laughs> like, like I said before, how much time do you got? Yeah. Yeah. Does today count? <laughs> just like, okay, uh, but yes, yeah, yeah, like, quite a bit. Give me some experiences, man. Like, you know, you don't have to go too in detail, personal, uh, but okay. Uh, last year, you know, every, here's the thing. You're every year you're probably gonna have one bigger than the last year because you grow. Yes. So there's always a challenge that you have to rise up to. That's something I've always found. And last year was my biggest. And it was really, really hard because I had to come up, I had multiple situations, personal and business-wise, yeah. where I had to come up with about $20,000 to solve it all. Oh, shit. I remember. Do you remember that? Yeah, he remembers. That he, and oh boy, I I yeah. was so stressed out. I thinned out at, so badly. I remember one day looking at myself in the mirror and I looked like a skeleton. I was so thin because I was losing my appetite because yeah. I was so upset. Yeah. I mean, it was really, it was rough. But we, uh, what I did was, was... Um, I, that was the first time, and that was the, I would say, that was the best experience, one of them I've ever had, I'll never wanna do it again, but it was because that was the first time I really opened up to my fiance. Yeah. I told her, listen, we have, I have to tell you something because I need to talk to you. This, 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 and this, 
need to get fixed and I need to figure out how to do it. And yeah. so she said, okay, let's make a plan. And I'll never forget it. She said, okay, you need to make this much money. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay. And, and, and I went out that day and I found a way to make that much money in that one day. And then she said, okay, now you need to make this much money. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and I go out and I made it again that day. And uh, we planned out, there were, so there were four scenarios. We knocked out two of them. And then one of them, uh, by the grace of God, fixed itself. And that was a big chunk. That was about a third of the chunk. And then the fourth one, what was the fourth one? The fourth one uh, I managed to take care of and they were all big. So uh, two of them were personal, yeah. two of them were business, and they all were really, really expensive. <laughs> so that was, that was probably the hardest one, but you know, it was, and it came at a time where if it did mean closing the school, if yeah. I did not fix right. it, it did mean either compromising with something that would have affected the next couple yeah. of years or closing down. Now I'm sure you that know. being said, all that, mm -hmm. you're grateful for that, right? Oh God, yeah. So grateful, because you, know, it, it, you learn something about yourself. Oh yeah. You know, I, I could fucking hustle to get all this shit done. Right. You know what I mean? And that's something that a lot of us go through and I've been trying to preach like, you know, we all go through hard times. I'm going through a lot of struggles right now yeah. too. And, you know, it, it sucks, mm -hmm. but be grateful for it and know that it's ultimately going to make you a stronger individual. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people, you know, they shut down and they stop, mm -hmm. you know, because they don't understand that, hey, I can do this. I can get through it. Mm -hmm. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's 24 hours in a day. You know, if it's financially, shit, you can work your job and then you can go do something else on the side after mm -hmm. that and, you know, do something else. But it's, it's, uh, it's all about, you know grinding and hustling and mm -hmm. knowing that you can get it done. Oh yeah, you know? I can tell you, I've seen this guy, I've seen Ram grow over the years. <laughs> yeah. He has, every year, he has grown, you know. Yeah. And the good thing about Ram is, uh, is uh, you know, when he makes mistakes, you know, because we've had so many conversations and and I just said, okay, I'm gonna let him go. Yeah. But when he makes mistakes, yeah. and he realizes he made a mistake, he always owns up to oh, it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Owns up to it. He looks at why he made the mistake, he grows from it and then he moves on. <laughs> so um, he's not the same person that he was several years ago. So, <laughs> so thank, I tell you, thank God. <laughs> struggles with, you know, hard times are gonna break you or exactly. gonna make you stronger. Exactly. In his case, he's allowed it to make him stronger. Nice. Um, so, you know, so very proud of him. No, so. thanks. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> now, that. Glenn, any, uh, you know, times where you thought about like just stopping your business or it was hard or you couldn't? You know, my, my case is totally different. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that, I, I, um, had I started a martial arts business, I wasn't in the military. Yeah, that would be a lot different. It would be totally different. <laughs> yeah. I would have all the struggles and whatnot, but my, my case is just so much different because I already have a, yeah. I've had another career, yeah. finished that career, have retirement for that yeah, career, so for that. it's mm. almost like a hobby for me. This is go. almost <laughs> like a hobby for me, so I'm having, um, That's cool, man. I'm, I'm having a good time with it, but um, I can tell you if I didn't have my, my past career, if there's is um it would be totally different i would be going through mm -hmm. i will you know i can only hope that i would yeah. do what this guy does <laughs> be, as yeah. be as intense now uh, do you so. see yourself uh teaching for a lot longer or i'll um i'll always do martial arts i always train uh, in martial arts and i'll probably always teach somebody but for running the business yeah probably not um, i mean 
you know, I have a, a, a few guys, few of my uh, students that I'm mentoring, and nice. you know, hopefully they can talk take, to one of them. Yeah, yeah. they can take over sometime. Cause yeah. I'll be, I'll be 50, 56 this year. I'm still young. That's still young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Want to enjoy life some more? Yeah, exactly. And whatnot. But I, I love training. Like Ram talked about, you know, you know, we train a lot of different martial arts. You know, Wing Chun is my my main martial arts, but I also train um, Helsin Gracie Jiu Jitsu. You know, I. Uh, I've been doing that for the last seven years. I, I, I train and so you know do knife stuff, stick stuff, weapon yeah. stuff. So I'm always learning. I'll always be a student and I'll always be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, do y'all think that martial arts, kung fu, and all this stuff translates into life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, it depends. Uh, here's here's my caveat on that. You got to make sure that you can see the correlation. Okay. You yeah. have to make sure that you can see it because there's uh, the biggest rule that I always have, and this is hard for me because, you know, when I was a kid, uh, my mom, I grew up with my mom in a uh, single parent household. My grandmother and my uncle were the ones that kind of helped us out. My dad was up here in San Antonio. We were in Laredo and I had uh, my mom had me diagnosed with ADHD and she had me on medication for a time. I'd never take it. I'd spit it out right when I walked out of the <laughs> nurse's house. But uh, but the thing was uh, they put me on it for a time when I took when I did take them sometimes and um, it was always uh, I was always pay attention. Pay attention, <laughs> pay attention. That was what people would say to me, and I and I was very, uh, to no pun intended, rambunctious and everything. <laughs> but uh, but the thing was that uh, now growing up, paying attention is the most important thing you can do with anything. And when you have somebody who does martial arts and doesn't want to pay attention, they just want to either dominate or they want this glory, which does happen a lot because it's a lot of competition, it's yeah. a lot of that, then you're going, then you're not gonna take what you learn and correlate it. Because uh, for example, uh, if you're there and you are paying attention, oh, here's how you solve the problem. Then you have experience with solving a problem. Exactly. You have experience with it, and so you can apply that somewhere else, and you have to really pay attention. You ha and not only that, but you have to, you have to be in to some degree consciously aware that you yeah. that you can put it somewhere else and that's a big part when i say leadership because the children have a chance and the adults have a chance to walk up and speak publicly and we do our creeds in front of everybody the parents watch everybody stands up it's uh, we do all of those things we we say we say our directions very clearly we allow the other people to do directions we we do all of these different things, and if they can do those during martial arts, they can do this outside of life. Absolutely. And also, I mean, the biggest one is stress, stress management, because if they can do martial arts, they're prone, they're used right. to it, you know, yeah. and able to make decisions. And a big part of what's hurting, I think, children and even young adults and even adulthood from what I've seen is they don't know how to deal with stress or deal with a problem. And there's a lot of emotional distress in that. So that's why I see that a lot of. So as far as martial arts, I think it's wonderful for that. Yeah. Even as yeah. a teacher, even as a teacher, I tell you, teaching martial arts, you Jesus. learn oh, yeah. oh, God, yes. <laughs> you know how to deal with all types of personalities. You know, you, you know you're going to definitely have to be, uh, have some humility. Yeah. You know, so... So even as a instructor, you learn if you if you do 
if you teach the right way, you're going to learn a lot of skills. Oh yeah. Or fight. And I'm sure as a trainer, Jonathan, you you have people. You have, have people that have never ever worked out in their entire life. They don't know how to move their body at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it takes a little while. It takes a little yeah. patience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a it's a balancing act, you know. And um, and I I am grateful to really apply just learning social skills because I'm very socially awkward, <laughs> incredibly socially awkward. But that's what helped me in college because college was my first real time away from home and you know i uh, you had to grow up a little bit and, oh yeah, yeah yeah because i planned my schedule or uh, my college I can tell you're schedule. a very analytical person right i you're yeah. always calculating oh. you always yeah. Oh, he, yeah, always you should look at my phone man <laughs> Jeez, everything is scheduled everything is reminders are right you know i even made a reminder to ask you for your address <laughs> you, you, know? you know it's funny too, about that, i'm kind of opposite i'm more laid back yeah, yeah. Well, we're very different. Oh, gosh. I tell you what, well, we both had so much when I early on, but you know, luckily we both had a personality. Yes. Yeah. Should, you know, because you ought to be able to bump heads and just yeah, exactly. yeah. still keep the relationship. So, um, so it, it was just it was, it, just it was pretty funny because I'm so you know he said like, we need to do this. I said oh, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> it would drive me crazy. It was <laughs> like gone, my god. Yeah, he's so patient with me. Oh my gosh, I've been uh, over the years. I I really was. I'm a character, and Glenn is just like, oh okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, oh, yeah. no. Exactly. You know, Randy's the same age as my oldest daughter, so I can, I can, you yeah. Know, so that's why I was patient with you. Yeah, yes. I think uh, my favorite stories are when if I was upset, you'd go home and Tamoyo would ask, how's Ram? And what would, what would you say? I don't remember. Yeah, you'd saying. be, oh, he's mad at me. <laughs> like just, oh, he's mad at me. Yeah, but he'll get over he'll it. He'll get over <laughs> it. <laughs> he'll get over it. I get a phone But yeah, yeah, I'd always call and just say, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, he's, always, he's always been so great about it, you know? And that's why I say, like, you know, when you're looking for a mentor figure, you gotta have somebody who's who's gonna do that. Because yeah. I've had mentor figures and they'll give you some terrible advice and then and then they'll they won't guide you through it and they won't make it clear and wow. you know it's a very hard thing to have a bad mentor, yeah. a bad role model exactly. of that. It's a horrible thing, yeah. I have one and he the reason why I love him so much is because he tells me like it is, no. you know, it's, he's not going to sugarcoat it for me and you need someone like that in your life oh, to yeah. tell you like, hey, this is what, how it's going to be, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to, not going to sugarcoat it, it's, it's like this, man, mm -hmm. you're doing this wrong, you're fucking it up, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> do it right, you mm -hmm. know, and like he'll help me how to do it and stuff like that, and, but yeah, you know, mentors are a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, quick piece of like, do y'all have any advice for anyone I know that would want to start their own martial arts studio or anything like that? You know, I would, one thing I would just say: talk to someone who's done it. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, talk to someone. Uh, you know, research the field. You know, the martial arts field, and find a, an instructor or a business owner that who's not only teaching but he's successful at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, surround yourself around good people. Listen. Yes. And um, listen doesn't mean always doing what the person says, but um, 
but listen and then give them some thought to what they said and then make a decision. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, you have to always make your own decision. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to be willing to listen to Real open minded and stuff. And whatnot, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure Ram's going to be able to give you some good insight here because, <laughs> mm-hmm. with the, as far as the marketing aspect and, and, and uh, some of the business aspects of it, too. So. Well, everything comes from you, right? Everything comes yeah. from you. All of the. When you are the main, when you are the brain, everything comes from you. And so I would suggest work on yourself first. Always work on yourself first because you are going to be the deciding factor in everything. There, if, if, if you start or starting up, you're the deciding factor on what gets done. You're a deciding factor on what to do with your funds. You're a deciding factor on what to do if a bad situation happens. You're the deciding factor and you have to always work on yourself first. You've got to read, you've got to apply, you've got to make sure you pay attention, you've got to fumble around a little bit to figure things out. You've got to apply that to future experiences. You've got to lead and you also have, oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, you got to, uh, you got to do all of these things and you can't do them if you don't work on yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's there's there's a that really good I have a poster a friend of mine one of my students who's also become a dear friend who's also my best man now he gave me a a poster and I have it in my gym area at home and it's about and it's a comic of a dragon and a guy with a sword and the dragon uh, the panels are Dragon shoots the fire, the guy shields it, he falls down, he gets up, he's got a look of determination in his eye, and it has the quote from Calvin Coolidge, you know, about um, knowledge won't do it, talent won't do it, uh, and uh, there's one more thing, but in, in the end, the guy is just being persistent, and persistence alone is what you can do it, but and you have to be persistent and you have to make sure that you work on yourself and be aware because you know it could be something small like resentment that does you and yeah. you know you cannot like somebody you can and it builds you cannot like a decision uh, that a student makes you cannot like a parent you cannot and that and that just starts to bubble up more and more and so you have to be aware of those things of yourself so I would say work on yourself. Yeah, work on yourself, and and don't don't be ashamed of making mistakes because shame has always been my biggest thing. I, I don't like people knowing that I made a mistake, and I have been my fiance is very good about <laughs> telling me <laughs> if I made a mistake. So anyway, the, those things would be my biggest thing. Yeah, mistakes are gonna happen. That's what that's yeah what you grow from. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, would you? So this this podcast is all about passion. You know, mm-hmm. finding your passion, getting people to, you know, figure out what they want to do in life, and you know, getting information from expert guests like y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, now, would you say this was always been y'all's passion? Oh, or? yeah. Like I talked about earlier, I've always had a passion to yeah to go up, do, <laughs> grow up, do martial arts, and then teach martial arts. So it's mm-hmm. always been a passion. Do you life. feel like they change though? Or no, no I, I mean, I just like, I love seeing someone come in here, you That's know, good. not knowing anything yeah. and seeing them grow, not just as a martial artist, but just as, as a, a person. person. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really, it, it, nice. it's still a passion. Mm-hmm. What about you, Israel? 
Ooh, that's a tough one for me. Um, <laughs> the reason why I say that is because I I am very <clears throat> driven by a lot. I I'm a very competitive person. I don't like to lose. I don't like. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I I. Uh, very into what I love and what I love is what I love and that nobody's yep. gonna convince me otherwise I still get made fun of for loving Dragon Ball Z as much as I do <laughs> you know by all my best men and groomsmen I still get made fun of it but um, but the thing is I would say I, I the passion is what got me going and still I'm very passionate it's not my number one though. Yeah. It, it is not my number one. It is what I'm naturally prone to doing and what I default to. Yeah. But to be honest, I am a very goal-oriented person who just nice. wants to live a good life. Yeah. And and I and I choose to design my life instead of let life happen to me. Exactly. So that's so as far as everything goes, uh, passion is very big to me, but it's not my number one. Uh, I want to live well. I want to live with good values, with good virtues. I want to pass those on to my students, my my uh, my staff, and my uh, and my uh, my family. And so, I've got to be that. And that's really. It's a, it's a very, I don't know if that's passion or not. No, what would you say? I, I would say this because, you know, as a teacher, yeah. um, your students are looking at everything you yeah. do, not just inside the studio, but yeah. you know, uh, Ram talked about, you know, how he had respect for me as, as, in my marriage and whatnot. Yeah. So I think people, you know, so people look, look at you like that. They look at everything. When you're in a the, in the leadership position, people are going to be watching you. Yeah. And, um, and, um, you know, so you want to do the right things. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I like what Ram said, family should always be first. You know, mm -hmm. you can still, I, I have a passion for teaching, but I can tell you, uh, my family, God and family is always first for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just want to, I think you put those priorities first. Mm -hmm. in perspective. That's what, right. What, whatever you do is going to be great, you know. Because because I I'm a firm and this is something that happened to me so many times because I'm a you know extremist <laughs> you know my fiance that's her word for me I'm a I'm an extremist I'm yeah exactly and I've been burned by my passion a lot because when you're blinded by it mm -hmm. when you just have nothing but this is what I want and I'm gonna get it you tend to flare up, you tend to get overzealous, you tend to not pay attention, you tend to do these things. And so I'm always, I always try to find that balance now because it really does, it, it's burned me a lot and, it, and it's hurt, it, it hurts people, you know, because I've gotten to the, especially with my school, you know, my staff, um, I, my God bless my chief instructor, my head instructor, because he's seen me through so many things. And the, I think the main reason why he, he believes in everything we do is I always go up to him. I always apologize to him. And I try to make sure that that never happens again, because it could be something as simple as, hey, we got to get this done. I really want it done. And then I, you're pushing him to do this and you're doing this and he's under pressure because he yeah. thinks that there's an intensity about it and right. you know what I mean and so that can be a very negative thing overdoing it yeah. so that's why I'm very cautious about passion to the point of extremes now because
because of those sorts of things. And and now, you know, uh, for example, like uh, this last, this at the beginning of the year, you know, we start off and I'm gung-ho and um, I stopped and this was one of the times where I was like, listen, you know, I know I say a lot of things to do. I know I tell you to do this and do this and do this. I'm gonna start saying please now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just gonna. I'm just gonna make sure. And, he, and they were and they lit up. They go, oh well, that means a lot. You know, I I talked to him and he said it means a lot when you do that because it's not just orders. It's not just do this, do that. It's I'm thinking about them as people now. And the, those are the kinds of things that you tend to forget when you're rah, 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 yeah. let's go and let's get it. And I'm not, a, I don't have it in me yet to be like, let's go and get it. If you're not on the boat, get off the boat. You know what I mean? I'm not that guy. And I yeah. have some mentors that are that way. Yeah. And so that's why I'm always conflicted with that. So, but passion is important, but it, it's not the thing that you want to over overdo. It, right. It's really, exactly. yeah. So anyway, that was a long speech. Yeah. Passion doesn't mean you're hyped all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's comes from paying attention. You know, I've noticed that it does that. And that's why I always just say, pay attention, pay attention. My mom's words still ring in my head, you know. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it, guys. You know, we're running on 51 minutes oh, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, um, wanna, before you call, I want to give a shout out to my wife because my wife is, uh, she's, she's also my business partner. Oh, here. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Of course, you know, she teaches uh, chin style Tai Chi here yeah. a few nights a week. So any, any nice. folks out there want to do Tai Chi, exactly. she's an incredible teacher there. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'll make sure the gong's still here, you know, because I steal it all the time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and, um, and I would just say, like, you know, really, uh, just follow work on yourself make sure you pay attention make sure you're not afraid to take uh, the minimal necessary risks and if you take big ones make sure you know what you're doing make sure you're watching and really have be grateful for every situation no matter how bad it's a step it's a step forward even if it doesn't even look like it yeah, yeah you can find yeah. you can find you know any tough silver situation lining. you can yeah. learn from it you can find a silver lining oh god yeah you know surround yourself by good people good mentors that's a good one too yeah, yeah. work hard Yep. Yeah, <laughs> grind that stone, baby. Grind that stone. I, the the big thing this year that I'm learning is uh, if you work 10% more, this is what they've done study-wise. If you work 10% more, you'll make 40% more. And so that that's why you know just be cognizant of what you do, do what you do. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. You know, I've learned a lot. And the reason why I do these podcasts also is so I can learn more. Right. You know, every one of my guests, I'm constantly soaking in. That's why I stay so quiet mm -hmm. during most of these, just because I want to learn and learn and learn um, and stay open-minded. But I really do appreciate you coming, man. No, thanks. Thanks anytime, for anytime. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. All right, guys. The hashtag Ask J. Charles Show again in the Perform First Gym. Thank you. <laughs>